1: Hello and welcome to MAPS Hysteria, a podcast all about married at first sight. I'm Kelly Rickard and I'm joined by my friend Omar
2: Abid. Hello.
1: Hello. How are you? you? (laughs) Uh,
2: I'm all right. I'm a bit stressed. Why are you stressed? Because we've just interviewed PCB and there were a lot of technical issues beforehand. So I was stressing out trying to get this to work, get that to work, disconnect this, connect that. Uh, it's worked.
1: It has. And to be fair to you, you are alone with that stuff. All you get from me is supportive pats on your arm.
2: <laughs> like... And also asking, oh my, do you have any gluten-free cereal bars?
1: <laughs> Sorry, yeah. When I'm nervous, I need to eat.
2: Yeah, it was, it was understandable. It was, uh, it was quite, quite a tense 30 to 40 minutes.
1: But he was lovely, wasn't he? Oh, he's so lovely. So, he's actually unusual in that, I think, a lot of people have charisma, or charm. Mm-hmm. And he has both. Which seems unfair, but he is lovely.
2: Yeah, and he gives he gives really good, deep uh, answers. Yeah, he does. you wondered where I was going there. I after. was like, where are you going? <laughs> he gives
1: good. Yeah.
2: You know, he, he doesn't try and avoid uh, questions or anything no, like that. No, he's
1: very honest. Yeah. I, love, I loved asking him about how he'd met his wife and his response to that. So I think people are going to really enjoy the interview. I hope they do. Yeah. So I am giddy... With power, because I've been allowed to start the podcast today, and you don't know what I'm about to ask you to do.
2: No. What, what are you about to We're going ask to play a to... tiny
1: little game. Oh, wow. So, you know the game Shag, Marry, Avoid?
2: hmm
1: In Wales, we used to call that Shag, Marry, Throw Off a Cliff. Right. But obviously, you must be more reasonable here, I don't know. <laughs> um, so I thought we could play it, and you could choose a couple to shag, choose a couple to marry, and choose a couple to avoid. How do you feel about that?
2: Uh... I've never been more excited in my entire <laughs> life. <laughs>
1: so, a couple that you would shag?
2: The ones who spring to mind are George and April.
1: God, you didn't have to think.
2: No, no, I th- yeah, I think George and April. Both of them? I- I'm not sure she'd have it any other way. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, actually, she'd want-, she'd want another woman, wouldn't she?
1: But yeah, good choice.
2: Yeah, George, he's a lovely, he's a good-looking fella. I think
1: he'd make you a cup of Earl Grey afterward as well. <laughs>
2: uh, He's got those snake hips that we saw on the honeymoon.
1: Oh, you've remembered them, yes. (laughs) Excellent. Good choice. Now, a couple to marry.
2: Trickier. Uh, Maybe Shanita and Jordan.
1: Yeah. I
2: think I was tempted by uh, Zoe and Jenna, but I too am not a vegan. And not that Jenna, I think. I think it's been a little unfair how much it's the veganism has come up but nonetheless she is vegan and I think it would be a bit it's a pain in the ass now trying to organize food with my wife so I think it's oh it might be easier because I just I'm just worried about myself I'll just do what I did when I was single and just sort myself out so to speak
1: yeah so are we still talking about food (laughs) um so you wouldn't choose Jenna and Zoe to marry it would be Shanita and Jordan
2: no though Jenna and Zoe uh, you're my backup.
1: All right, okay. And who would you avoid? We won't say throw off a cliff. That's too Welsh and too harsh.
2: Uh, I would avoid uh, Thomas and Adrian. I would think. You? Yeah, I like them both. I, I genuinely do, but I'm not the kind of person who can like deal with just drama all the time. And let's be fair, that's sort of sort of Thomas. Who's, that's, it seems to really affect him, which, again, you know, when we come to talk about Thomas and Adrian, I, I, I think I would struggle. I think I would really struggle with it. I, I'd just shut down and, or want to leave Aww. quite early on, so I would probably avoid them. It was them. The first ones who sprang to mind are them or uh, Kwame and Keisha. Yeah. Because I, I just, I can't work Kwame out. I'd be on edge all the time.
1: <laughs> just trying to <laughs> decipher his long, winding sentences. Yeah,
2: i just have to... Honestly, mate, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good game. Well, let, well, let's do it. Let's flip it round.
1: Oh yeah, I didn't think about it coming back on me. <laughs> okay, go on then.
2: So, who are you gonna shag?
1: Well, I, can I not just shag one? Per- I don't think I'd be very good in a threesome. I think I'd be a bit overwhelmed. Can I have? Can I just choose a person?
2: Or does you it didn't have- give me the option? No, well, you
1: immediately went in with. I'm fine with the threesome. <laughs> I just, I think you'd be all right with a threesome because you're quite reasonable. You stay quite calm, like you wouldn't mind taking turns. I'm not, I'm not very good at it being selfish. somebody else's goat. Yeah, I think I am.
2: You know, you know, what I love about Omar in a threesome. He's very placid. He's very <laughs> mild mannered. <laughs> I think you would be
1: though. You'd just be like, okay, it's not my turn, so. <laughs>
2: Well, go on then. Who are you having?
1: Just one person. So, if it's. So, the shag is just one night of sex. I would. I would. Duca, du- 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 I think. Good looking lad. Yeah. And that's all you want. One night. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then to marry. Oh, Can I have PCB?
2: No. Oh. If that was on the table, I would have picked PCB.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Everyone would pick PCB. Oh, okay. Uh, Who else is in there? Okay, probably George, I think. I think he'd be a nice husband.
2: Yeah, he would be, definitely.
1: And then I'd avoid Uh, Sophie, the new one. Oh, really? Yeah, just... The career woman. Well, just major snob vibes. Like from her dad going, I just hope her new husband is filthy rich.
2: Yeah, and is able to deal with going out with a glamorous girl.
1: I just thought, I don't think you're my people. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, we're definitely going to talk about them. Yes. Obviously.
1: <gasps> Shall we get started?
2: Let's. Mm-hmm.
1: So this week, we're going to start by talking about the couples who have, unfortunately, left the programme.
2: Fallen soldiers.
1: Fallen soldiers. First off, let's go with Lara and Richie. Oh, God. That woman was shoved under the bus from day one. <laughs> <laughs> she was! What were they? I love the experts. And, and normally, the couples make sense on paper, even if they don't make sense in real life. Real life. But, No. What? So she's forty-nine. She's brought up two sons. She's travelled the world with her job as a dancer. Let's give her Richie, who's never had a girlfriend. Really,
2: he's a big. He's a big fan of uh, football. It's a physical game.
1: <laughs> oh, it got very physical, didn't it?
2: That was so. Oh, it made me uncomfortable me watching too. watching that. The thing is with Richie, I don't just want to trash him because he seems like a nice guy, but his his naivety in relationships it reminds me. of of me or any other guy but when they're like 16 or something
1: so is that yeah well well, yeah he is technically like he got frozen on ice at 16 because in relationship wise he's where most 16 year old lads would be he hasn't had many
2: yeah exactly and it was it was interesting that he put leave I wonder if she actually sat him down and said look Richie I know you're more into this basically than I am but I am writing leave and it's not going to change for me because I was really surprised that he put leave. Yeah. So she maybe gave him an opportunity to save face somewhat.
1: That's exactly what I thought had happened because she seems quite genuine and he didn't look shocked. And I thought, she's been decent and rung him up and gone, look, I'm going to put leave. Do you want to put leave as well? <laughs>
2: rung him up?
1: <laughs> yeah, because they weren't, They didn't spend that day together before. That's true. <laughs>
2: <laughs> this is a married at first sight thing. They must just have to rent out a full block of apartments. Yeah. Or like three floors or something.
1: For every argument. Just, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, we've still got flat B20 available, so you can go down there for the night.
2: Yeah, definitely. Uh, she she was one of the the most reasonable people. Even early on, she was saying, you know, we need to give this time. the uh, That football thing, the reason I didn't do a a, a screenshot and and tweet about it was because as I was planning to do that she seemed to be involved in the physicality and yeah. they were kissing and rolling around on the astro turf and <laughs> <laughs> which you know you're going to get you're going to get a lot of scratches a lot of cuts from astro yeah uh, but so I thought well she seems to be into it to a certain extent as well
1: but then we got a little hint of what happened because apparently when they were having sex she had said what she liked yes and obviously, you only get to know what you like because previous partners have done it to you. Really,
2: mm-hmm.
1: of which she hasn't had many, but she ha- has had some. So obviously, I think his pride got hurt there. She started saying, "Can you do it like Brian did?" <laughs> 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 yeah. I don't know if she's had a boyfriend called Brian. Just to be clear.
2: Well, I've, you know, Brian's definitely <laughs> I don't a know dynamic. I <laughs> <laughs> when I think Brian, I think all night. <laughs>
1: oh <laughs> my <night>, brian
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah very strange response to to disappear and then his point of view was that he never mentioned that it started with a dispute about the sex no he just said we were talking and she just went mad and she was we couldn't talk about things in a reasonable way at the dinner party when he said that the honesty box is like oh. can we can we have a chat about things calmly
1: oh <laughs> i was triggered on behalf of all women i because that is just the go to of the gaslighting man just before you even gone mental it's like now don't go mental oh and all of a sudden you're there
2: Kelly, can you I'd appreciate, can you just lower your tone a little, please?
1: See? I've just it just comes from like this primal part of you where you're yeah. just like, right now I'm gonna unleash.
2: I'm prepared to have a conversation, but let's let's be reasonable about it. We're both oh, grown-ups.
1: I want to slap you across the face. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so I said that Lara was very reasonable throughout the whole process. I think the other party who was was PJ. Yeah. He came in, he had an open heart, as they like to say. He wanted to be, he was willing to open himself up and make himself vulnerable to the process, especially knowing how he was going to be judged for his job. And I don't want to have a go at Jess either. She's like, if she didn't fancy him, she didn't fancy him. I just I kind of I kind of feel sorry for... And yeah. she was brave to say that when, you know, we're going to discuss Kwame later. There's a lot, <laughs> of, a lot of debate about how he actually feels. But it took some bravery for Jess to say that. I just feel sorry for PJ.
1: I do. I, I, I really did. And I, again, like you, I don't want to blame Jess because if she didn't fancy him, you've got to be allowed to say her bravery and her honesty were commendable. But I did think, wow, that is harsh. When when he said to her in the commitment ceremony, is there nothing, not even the tiniest thing worth fighting for about us? And she just went, no.
2: I wish he hadn't have asked her that. I know. Why ask that? It's like. She's you,
1: already said no, yeah. Yeah,
2: she's given you all the indications in the weeks before, in that commitment ceremony. She's written leave. Don't make her turn you down again. Yeah. And he'd written stay. I wish he'd have written leave. It would have been so much better for everyone.
1: Yeah. I did have a favourite PJ moment, though. What was that? It was at the dinner party. When Kwame and Keisha walked in, and he said about Keisha, "I didn't know we were coming in costume. She's come as an Avenger." <laughs> I was like, "Where's that humour being? Maybe, maybe we didn't get to see that. Maybe he was like that all the time."
2: Well, he was. They were singing some Spice Girls, and that weren't they? He yes, was, he was dancing around.
1: There was dancing, but
2: it did all seem very friendly. He was saying, "Oh, we've." you know it's a bit touchy feel it's a bit flirty I definitely didn't get that vibe from it.
1: No at that point the camera just zoomed in on her doing like I think people used to call him a slut drop which is an unfortunate (laughs) name but it doesn't necessarily mean I'm up for this.
2: Yeah I felt I felt a bit sorry for her as well because obviously she's come into it with these expectations and who would have thought you know and she was the person talking about sleeping with someone that you fancy on the first yeah. night and a stripper comes in with an amazing body Yeah, he's a lovely guy but the connection just wasn't there
1: yeah so one of the other really big stories this week was the he said, she said, who said what from Thomas and April
2: yeah all this stuff that's happened off screen Slagging off Janita, Which Why is anyone sl- slagging off Shanita?
1: Yeah, she's lovely. What have they got to say about her?
2: I don't know. Jealous she's, of her, maybe. Do you think? That's what people have said on Twitter. That's, I said, why is anyone slagging off Shanita? All the comments were jealousy, jealousy, jealousy.
1: Yeah. And is it not... My instinct is, have they not both said something they shouldn't have and both been found out, so now they're just doing that childlike thing of blaming the other one? What do you think?
2: Well, maybe. It sort of logistically makes sense. Because, what, were they both in the bathroom and just one was just going mad on Shanita and the other one was going, no, I, I vehemently disagree. Yeah, that's <laughs> you know?
1: a highly unlikely, isn't it, that it was that dynamic?
2: Yeah, it seems, it seems a very strange situation. But the way you would handle it, or I would handle it, is if it was brought up to me, I'd say... Look, I was saying some stuff, I was saying X, Y, Z, I'm sorry, I'm, you know, I'm not going to pretend I didn't say those things, I apologise for them, I, you know, I'd had a few drinks, I realise in the moment, or I would say, nah, stand by and fuck you. Yeah, you know.
1: but you can't just say, no, I didn't say that, because you've been found out.
2: Yeah, you have been found out, but I think this is a problem, right, where people don't respect that if, if I say something behind your back, I said it behind your back. <laughs> <laughs> what so it's okay? Yeah, I deliberately never intended for you to hear that, and if you've heard it, fine, I'll own up to it, I guess. But and you know, oh, why don't you say it to my face? Because I didn't. I can't be asked. Uh, yeah, the conflict, no, with I you. see your
1: point. Yeah, yeah, used to see that a lot in Big Brother, didn't you? Yeah, like a lot of why didn't you just come and say to my face? Because I didn't want to hurt your feelings. I can feel something about you and not want to hurt your feelings with that thought
2: yeah or not even as nice as that I didn't say it to your face not because I didn't want to hurt your feelings because I don't like you <laughs> like, I don't <laughs> want to spend time with you I want to talk shit about you behind my back and feel free to talk shit about me behind my back
1: oh you've got you've got good self-esteem I don't know I think I would struggle with that I'm going to say what I want about you you say what you want about me and we'll just never tell each other or care
2: yeah you've got to deal with that People so are grown,
1: like... you are so annoyingly grown
2: up. <laughs> no, well, let's look at it in practical terms, right? right. I still like you, despite what people say. <laughs> 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 you, you know, we're both like I like to think nice people, right? So I doubt there's anyone out there who's you know I don't I don't think I'm a, I'm on anyone's mortal oh, enemy list. I don't
1: know. I think there's an ar- there's an argument, isn't there, that there will always be a person that doesn't like you.
2: Exactly, that's my point. Yeah. So. There's, there's no point worrying about, oh, this person's going to be slagging me off, because there will always be someone who's talking shit about you. Oh, so It's giving me don't... a bit
1: of a bad belly, that. I don't like the thought of it. Oh, I know you're right, but I don't...
2: <sighs> but I think, I think Thomas and April, whoever it was, and I love that they've turned on each other. Yeah,
1: it says everything. If they
2: were, if they were both <laughs> slagging Ginita off, I, I don't know how they're going to find out who, who did what.
1: no. But Shanita handled it really well. She was very calm at the dinner party, I thought.
2: I was actually a little surprised how well she handled it. Yeah. Because up to that point, we've just seen her as this kind of giddy, she's in love, or getting there, uh, having a great time, lovely, lovely person, and it was nice to see... A bit of steel
1: it was and it was just this brilliant body language at the dinner party because you had Thomas with his fan right but also you had Shanita with her wine glass that moment where she said to George so your wife's been chatting shit about me and then she took a little sip from her wine glass it was such a power move <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: Brilliant. I think there was a, there was a definite uh, Cersei from Game of Thrones vibe where she <laughs> of <course>. was <laughs> yeah, just having a, having a drink from from the wine glass yeah, she handled it, handled it well, but then it all kicked kicked off, didn't it? And April wasn't there to defend herself, which became a big thing. George yeah. activated dad mode.
1: Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, that was mint. I liked to see that side of George actually.
2: Yeah, he's annoyingly grown up as well.
1: Yeah, he is. But just look, my wife's not here, so we're not going to talk about this now. I was like, "Yes, George, take your shirt off." <laughs> <laughs>
2: And it was a fair point. I mean I don't think he appreciates that's not what this programme is about. Oh, is it not? Okay. No, yeah. we all wanna slag each other up. Yeah.
1: And it's gonna get televised.
2: Yeah. Uh, but she was she was quite ill. And but on Twitter again people just like oh that's convenient.
1: She's oh, do you think it was a made up illness?
2: Well I don't think that. She sounded she sounded pretty bad to me. Or do you
1: think it was hangover?
2: No, I think she had.
1: Period. <laughs> I'm, gonna... <laughs> I'm just going to list everything it could
2: have been <laughs> yeah. I mean, it seemed genuine it seemed genuine to me from the brief bit we saw, and she was at the commitment ceremony yeah, she was which that handling the discussion of that on the couch was interesting when she said, "I'm not here to talk about yeah i'm here I'm not here to talk about drama. I'm here to talk about my relationship with George. Yes. It was like pretty solid
1: solid argument there yeah. solid defense.
2: You're not not giving anyone not giving anyone a foothold. Yeah. Just I'm not gonna not gonna engage it.
1: My favourite moment of uh, April and George on the couch was George went, Yes, we've been intimate. Fully intimate.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it was funny. His delivery was like, I think he was expecting more of a laugh there. Do you? Yeah, I don't think he said Or an applause. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone stand up and salute. (laughs) Well, that might be from a family coming coming later that we'll talk about. <laughs> yeah. But that whole interaction there on the on the couch as well, when Thomas was having his emotional moment on the couch and had to take a break, and April was saying, "Because he's having a breakdown, that means I'm a liar," you know, because yeah. he's she feels he's getting the emotional, um, you know, setting up a, a situation where. I'm sick of being persecuted and having my name dragged through the mud and I'm crying and this is how, you know, she feels she's putting on a big show of being Vicky Victim. Yeah. As uh, Whitney would say, and therefore his version is the one that will be believed.
1: Yeah, which is, that's very frustrating for Shanita.
2: (laughs) Shanita's the one who's been taught shit about. and She's just like...
1: now she can't come back and say anything about that because he's had trauma in the past.
2: Yeah, which is terrible, and he's put some posts up on social media, but he's, you know, spoken to professionals and people on the show have been very supportive. But what's it got to do with Shanita, you know?
1: Yeah, I. we just really need to know what was said, I think.
2: Yeah, this is it. I wonder if it's going to actually be some minor level bitching which has blown up into something. yeah. And then it's been connected to previous trauma, and yeah. this person's untrustworthy, and that person's this, you know. Uh,
1: yeah, and the other, the other big thing with Shanita this week was the ADHD conversation. Yes. Where I feel like I saw it very differently to a lot of people. Because to me, saying to somebody, oh, you might have ADHD, is absolutely not an insult. And the whole thing held up a mirror to how our society thinks about neurodivergent people, I think. Because it was like, she said what? Kwame was like, don't diagnose him. It's like, hang on. She might have been trying to help. If he was scatty or unfocused or, or any of those cliches, she might have been saying, look, that because there is help out there for people and there's strategies and there's, there's things, ways to understand yourself. And I just thought oh this is uncomfortable, if somebody's watching this at home and they've got ADHD they're going to feel awful about themselves.
2: I do understand that but it's quite a bold thing to say. I don't know why I think it's quite a bold thing to say because you're right, me saying it's a bold thing to say implies that there's some huge issue with having ADHD. I just think it When you've just met someone effectively, no matter how well you're getting on, that's sort of a potentially day-to-day life-changing issue. Yes. Even if she's right. Yes. And to come in, I, I like the way he phrased it, that she thinks she knows him better than he knows himself. But even if she's right about an ADHD diagnosis, which, you know, I'm no expert, and you'd have to go through professional assessment and everything like that, just the idea of someone who you relatively recently met, feeling that they've got you summed up and they know, they know the ins and outs of you better than you do is massively frustrating.
1: Yes, I agree with all of that. And I think the way you've worded it there is perfect. It's still the, the response to it on the programme, though, felt very much like, oh my God, she said he had ADHD. I don't think the response on Twitter or the response even on the couch in the commitment ceremony was what you've just said. I think it was people going that's an insult to say he's got ADHD.
2: Well, even on Twitter it's it's definitely created a debate because there were people who were saying you can't say that, you can't say that. Uh one person said I had an ex who told me I was bipolar all the time and it just, you know, it was a way of kind of keeping me down. And I should say at this point Shanita apologized on that in the moment yeah. and on the couch she was clearly very u- upset about it, and she's put online like that she regretted saying that yeah. and she's apologized to Jordan so she actually thinks it wasn't the right thing to say but it's definitely created a debate about that issue.
1: Yeah. I wonder though if with Shanita it's it's who to use a Paul Brunson phrase language of love if Because her mum's very forthright, we've seen. And if she was brought up and shown love in that way of somebody speaking very directly to her, being maybe a little bit direct and forceful, if she's understood love that way, then that's how she's going to show it to Jordan.
2: Yeah, and that forthrightness, I suppose, is shown in how she handled the Thomas situation. Because, like I say, I was pleasantly surprised that she, she took it full on. It was her and uh, her and jordan and thomas and adrian were the first ones in the <gasps> that in was the brilliant party. wasn't it oh it couldn't have been staged more perfectly yeah it, it was uh, it was very awkward but adrian <laughs> we've not spoken about adrian no. yet and i almost feel i should apologize to adrian because the first week or so it was the thomas show to be fair so yeah. we, we didn't get to learn much about adrian i really like him He's he's really reasonable, intelligent, nice bloke. That stuff he said at at the dinner party.
1: Oh, that was lovely.
2: Really well thought out. His collage task that he did. Yeah. Really well thought out. I mean, it it turned out he was wrong because Thomas does actually listen to him, it turns out. (laughs)
1: Yeah, yeah. I just, the thing about the dinner party, it was such an articulate way of getting out of the hurting thomas's feelings and yes. provoking a massive reaction so i was like wow well done for that because he kind of said didn't he i hate all of the things in your life that have caused you to be what a clever way of saying yeah. you are so dramatic
2: <laughs> yeah exactly it's it's not blaming him for the way he is it's blaming what has caused those yeah. caused those issues which it's a wonderful sentiment yeah he's uh yeah i like adrian i I liked it when last week he he was showing a bit of a bit of fire yeah and the the commitment ceremony and then this week him trying to talk thomas down in the taxi was was amazing (laughs) just getting the fan in the face
1: (laughs) yeah the fan in the face it is. I feel for Adrian because I imagine I've been quite lucky, I think, with my partners. But I imagine being with somebody who flares up very easily in public in situations must be must make you quite anxious.
2: Well, that's what we were talking about in the intro. I couldn't, I couldn't handle it. I like Thomas again, but just knowing that every month or so, however long, that there's going to be a flare up like that. Yeah. I just, I've not got the energy. Like, there were times where Adrian just looked tired.
1: He did. He looked exhausted. Yeah. Just emotionally spent.
2: I felt for him. You shouldn't have to, you know, be spending such a significant part of your energy trying to settle things down. Yeah. Because, and as he said, we're not going to get to talk about the issues that we wanted to talk about because of this drama now. Yeah. And I I understand that. I sort of agree with him there.
1: I think there is a potential gift being with someone like Thomas though because they feel the bad things so viscerally I imagine he feels the joyful things equally viscerally so he's probably amazing fun to be around when things are going well
2: oh I bet he's I bet he's great fun and and he's self-aware he said before that he's a lunatic yeah and he 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 said I wrote leave when I was you know in a fit of peak I've been having a strop basically for a couple of days yeah and I'm I'm a fucking idiot, and I yeah. absolutely don't want to leave. He knows what he's like. Yes. So, that's... Th-
1: that's a redeeming quality.
2: Yeah, definitely. Okay. I think this one's going to be fun. Yeah, I do. Kwame and Keisha. Yes. Go on, you tell me your thoughts on them.
1: Oh, God, where to start? So... I know a lot of the sort of response to her on social media has been, what was that outburst at the dinner party?
2: It it was nonsensical.
1: It was nonsensical in the moment, but in her defence, right? Right. I was raised to be very, very cynical of men. This is me talking now, not Keisha. I was raised to be very cynical of men. Uh, Phrases my men, would use are no man wants used goods and men men like the chase right but that was also taught men will always want you they they just want to sow their wild oats and they're not you know they're kind of they're not picky they're not choosy so if she's been brought up to think all that and then she's been married and matched to a man that is not interested in her and is vocal about the fact that he's not physically interested in her uh, I think she's going to feel rejection on a massive scale and be hugely inarticulate, like I've just been. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? It's, she, it's huge rejection for a woman—the man not wanting you.
2: Um, to be honest, you were you were very articulate, but I sort of tuned out because when you said men enjoy the chase, I I just started thinking of Bradley Walsh. <laughs> <laughs> That's what
1: I was talking about. <laughs> yeah. No. So I think when you, I, I yeah, when you've been brought up to think. They're going to chase you. They're going to want you. You're going to have to fight them off. And then it's actually the other way around.
2: Well, I mentioned this in the PCB interview that I thought he was actually trying to be respectful and not have sex with her, knowing that he isn't yet in the moment where he's ready for commitment with her because he's not sure how he feels. Yeah. But instead of just saying what I've said that took about five seconds, he weaves... a a world of words that don't mean anything yeah (laughs) and it's confusing and
1: yeah and i think in that world of words that he weaved (laughs) she just heard we haven't had sex because i don't want to and she was trying to make the point hang on there's two of us i might not want to either but we've all seen that she kind of does
2: this is why what she was saying was nonsensical she's at, at the dinner party fine in the moment she's felt rejected he said it's because of me we don't have sex but then there was something uh, before the commitment ceremony that that they showed where she said again no man can dictate to me that we're not having sex because of him it's like well he can because he doesn't want to have sex with you yeah it's it's a two two people are involved
1: but it comes back to that thing of she feels hugely ashamed because She's been brought up maybe like I was to think that all men are just going to want to have sex with all women and that's the way it is. And so what's, she will be thinking there's something wrong with her fundamentally.
2: It surprises me because one thing I admire about Keisha is, is her confidence. Yeah. She's obviously confident. We, we spoke about the, uh, the, the clothes. Yeah. what <laughs> is it not
1: a cover-up for a lack of confidence,
2: potentially? Is- maybe she didn't seem that fussed when her clothes split
1: <laughs> i know because I, i'd put a thing on going i love how she's not arsed that her ass is out because it but then maybe that's how it was edited but it just looked like she'd gone oh my trousers have split i'm just going to carry on cooking and dancing <laughs>
2: yeah she was having a good time i do. i just don't know where it's going to go by the way i was kind of i said in the pcb interview i was roundly criticized for saying that Kwan Wei might be being at all respectful. Most people said it was talking shit. So, oh, did they? Yeah.
1: What did they see it as then?
2: That he's just talking shit and he wants to be on there to to prolong his appearance on TV. And promote. so, even
1: though he knows there's no future, he knows he doesn't fancy it. He's just that's stringing
2: what, it what that's what a lot of people think. Right? On, okay. On our Twitter, um, I I think I'm more or I like to think I'm more forgiving on him, and I want to see what happens the next commitment ceremony
1: yeah and i feel like something pcb said kind of has led me to think a bit more favorably of him because he said oh we don't get to see why keisha has decided to stick around we don't get to see what kwame's done for her so maybe behind the scenes or off air he's lovely to her
2: yeah maybe again unless they start doing 24 hour maths channel. Yeah. Where we just followed them around all day. Include, <laughs> including watching them sleep. <laughs> and we're not going to know. Right. Zoe and Jenna.
1: Yes, Zoe and Jenna.
2: Did you know that Jenna's vegan?
1: She's not, is she?
2: Yeah, and that's not a dig at, you know, there's always that joke, you know, how do you know if someone vegan, they'll they'll tell you. It's not a dig at her, I actually think it's getting a bit much now, how much yeah. it keeps the, the uh, discussion keeps coming up. Jesus Christ, just, you have your food, you have your food, fine.
1: I bet, though, that it didn't actually play out like that. I bet it's just the way it's been edited because the vegan argument is controversial and it's very zeitgeisty. I, you know that chemistry that we saw between them when they first were at the top of the aisle together? Yes. I, I wonder if they still have that and it's just this vegan argument is the one that gets the response so that, that's the bit that keeps getting shown on TV.
2: Probably. If, there's, if 90% of it is plain sailing, they're, they're getting on great, then that other 10% is what? they're probably going to show.
1: Yeah and I don't like Nick and I we eat versions of the same food so because I'm celiac I can't have gluten we'll have the same meal but something may have been substituted or there's ways around it they'll get through it.
2: Yeah definitely the moral argument is a, is a slightly different thing where Zoe just doesn't want to doesn't yeah, want to know point. the facts.
1: I think I'm like that though.
2: I'm like that. Yeah. I'm I'm aware of some of the the facts around food but the bottom line is it's not enough to make me change i don't feel enough guilt i feel enough guilt more guilt about other things yeah that affects my life more immediately like i
1: loved it when zoe said i can never enjoy wine again now (laughs) (laughs) i get it because i saw an advert once about cow's milk being you know the breast milk fed to baby cows and now i don't have cow's milk Oh. I do however have bacon and beef because I, I am in Zoe's category of please don't tell me anymore
2: yeah well I do a bit in my stand up about this where you can't care about everything it's just in, there's too many things to care about so you've got to pick what what things affect you the most or what things just get that emotional response from you, I you wait, know,
1: what's the punchline?
2: It's bit, I, don't, I don't give a shit about blind kids I'm not <laughs> They'll, they'll, some of them will make it, some of them won't, it's
0: fine. <laughs> it's think,
2: good, keep it in. <laughs> yeah. yeah, maybe shouldn't have done it at that fundraiser. <laughs> no, but I think that they're still going well. You're right, I sort of assume the vegan thing aside, it's, it's all going okay. I did find that debate slash (laughs) argument interesting about the honesty box yeah I think I compromise more than you when there's only two of you there you're automatically going to compare yourself against the other person so Jenna's argument that the question was about whether she compromises enough and we just ended up talking about the vegan issue again but that started because Zoe had said, I think your compromising skills need some work, and I compromise more than you. It's like, well, where else is it going to go? That's the way the conversation's going to go, isn't it? And that is clearly the big thing that that causes...
1: Yeah, and I think as well that for Jenna, as a vegan, to eat meat... That's not really comparable to a meat eater going vegan for a while, because that's literally making her go against her ethical beliefs. Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's different. <laughs> now I'm going to ask you your thoughts on Whitney and Duca in the commitment ceremony. Okay. Um, did you notice the little comment that kind of got glossed over, where he said, "Oh, yeah, it's all well and good being beautiful, but I need mental stimulation as well."
2: Felt like a dig to me. Do you think? Yeah. No, I think he was trying to not come across as just being a being a player, you know, because oh. like so that he's he doesn't want to come across as just being like, "Yeah, we're just gonna have sex and then that's all I'm about." Looking... Oh, that
1: would make more sense, because I just thought, why has she not gone batshit crazy at that? Because <laughs> it sounds like he's going, you're a nice face, but that's all there is. <laughs>
2: you, Whitney's growing on me. I told you. <laughs> I told <laughs> you she was just missing <laughs> her mother. Yeah. No, she is. And you know what part of... One thing that uh, was part of her being such a provocative villain, <laughs> I guess, was that she's she's quite witty. She is. She's she's funny. So which to me is number one. You can commit human rights abuses for me as long as you you're funny. As long as there's a pun in there somewhere. <laughs> yeah. And she's definitely she's definitely witty and she's uh, um and now she's decided to use that power for good instead of evil. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh it's good. I'm looking forward to seeing seeing how it goes. I mean, what did they did they actually do this week? They just seemed nice and... Ha- they, they, they're, like, kind of... We're talking about them last other than the new couples because, like Jordan and Shanita the week previously, they've just been coasting along, it looks like.
1: Yeah, I think their biggest moment was when he cried because she said, you didn't stand up for me. Right. And I, you know, you know everything about my mother and I just felt alone on the couch and he got really tearful and I think that's what she needed to see. She needed him to drop that mask that she kept talking about, and she could see some real emotion, actual vulnerability. And we kept saying, What's the reaction she's waiting for? I think that was it.
2: Yeah, yeah, maybe it's a fair point. She wanted to see some vulnerability, some emotion, some snot come out of his nose. (laughs) (laughs) It's bad when you're crying, when you're crying like that. that. It's only happened to me a couple of times. It's quite rare, but it's bad when you're like, Properly uncontrollably. I mean, yeah. I don't want to say he was uncontrollable, he still had a. Had I was going
1: to say, is that your idea of uncontrollable crying? Because I can show you some. <laughs>
2: <laughs> if we hadn't got you that protein bar.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, I was getting there.
2: <laughs> Hanger.
1: <laughs> right. Are you ready to talk about Gemma and Matt, one of the new couples?
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was not expecting that. <laughs>
1: I don't think anyone was.
2: Because we, while we were watching the episode in our respective homes, you messaged me to say, oh, there's not much going on in this episode really, is there? And I understood and I replied saying, yeah, it's it's new couples, isn't it? We just feel like we're back to the beginning. We've just spent all this time with the couples we already know. And almost as I sent that message, Matt and Gemma met. And there was loads of chemistry there and she just started talking about sex very yeah, very <laughs> but i think
1: she committed a cardinal error before she even got onto the sex talk she got to the end of the aisle there was clear physical attraction and she went you are lush and i thought that's the end of the game that's the end of the game cuz what if my mother was right when she said men want to do the chasing what if what if she was right and you've just put it out there, you've gone, a fancy it. And women should absolutely be able to. But if you look at the online response to the sexually liberated women who have put it out there and said they want to, people don't like it. People aren't ready for it. They should be. It's their problem. But I, I saw something. I saw the shutters come down on his eyes. I thought, no, you've lost him there.
2: But I don't think it's that she was. she's sexually open and happy to talk about it and, you know... Um... Has a high sex drive, I guess. It's the way that she was putting things, like saying, "I'm going to sit on his face soon, and you better get used to the taste of fish." I know. It was it was just a bit vulgar, which on your wedding day,
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: in front of your mum, uh. you should be able to talk about it, but it's it's like the same if if everyone if all anyone's ever doing is making sexual references and innuendos, it just gets boring. And that's not even in a romantic sense. That's if, if if you and I as friends, if one of us just kept making sexual innuendos all the time, it just gets a bit dull.
1: Yeah, and it's like comedians that only make those jokes or Yes, I agree, I agree, but there's, there's a part of me that really wants to come to her defence and say that's okay, a woman should be able to say that and should be able to joke about the smell of her own body. And sh- but I shriveled at the mention... Sh- the, t- the two comments made me go, oh, <laughs> just... But <laughs> it would be brilliant if we lived in a society where that was all fine, but it didn't feel like it last night.
2: Well, I'm trying to think, has there been anyone else on... Well, Keisha's been open about wanting sex.
1: Yes, but in both situations the men are doing the rejecting. And it's because Gillian Roberts, my mother, was maybe right that men want to do the chasing.
2: Shout out for Gillian. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, but even in that situation with Keisha, she's not any, said anything like that, which has no, kind she of hasn't. turned people off. She the, she, said she talked one, about
1: her mango seeds.
2: The mango seeds of love. And uh, she she wanted to get naked. Yeah. And that uh, that isn't coarse, you know, kind of... yeah. It's just it just it was a bit much. Like him saying, "Just tone it down a bit for now," was yeah. I think a reasonable request. But I don't know if I don't know how she's going to take that. We're going to find out next week, you know.
1: I don't think for one second that it crossed her mind that he wasn't feeling the same until they got back to the hotel room, because she started in with her speech that you know, unless we share the same bed, we're just friends.
2: Which on paper. I understand her point, because we've seen other couples where if you wait too long, not just in other series maybe, but if you wait too long, you're automatically putting yourself in the friend zone. So I understand her I point. I don't
1: know if I've ever agreed with that, though, because I think if you really, really like someone, the build-up's exciting. You don't just suddenly go, oh, I fancied you for years, but now I've stopped.
2: Yeah, but in that, we're not talking about where you first see someone and you think, yeah, I really fancy them. It's where you still sort of finding your finding your footing and how you feel about someone
1: okay all right then oh, i just i want to i want to find a way to, to defend her and say that's okay that she said all that but it, I, i'm i just noticed that it made me recoil and it's made me question what is it about a woman saying that that's made us all recoil
2: yeah uh, but ultimately it has it has yeah made you wince mm-hmm. when she said it and well, see, I mean, other than that, she seems nice enough. I don't... It's just yeah. maybe she needs to... I mean, she said it's all the time it's non-stop sexual chat. I'm like, okay. Yeah,
1: That's, you're right. I, I think that could get tedious.
2: Yeah. Well, it'll be interesting to see where they where they go from here. Yeah. I am surprised after what you said on the PCB interview where you said... That you didn't think it was a class issue, even though the narrator and everything has framed it that way. Because when it when it came on, I, I would have put money on it that you you would have been livid at her family, and because I think you think about class much more than I do. Like I, la-
1: I do have a slight working class chip on my shoulder.
2: <laughs> well, last week when you accused me of being middle class, which I am.
1: You are? Yeah, and that's fine. It's fine. I've let you into the circle of friends. You're the <laughs> only you,
2: one. <laughs> you, you don't trust me. No, not yet. But you might come to me for advice about ISIS. <laughs> <laughs> What's that no. yeah. uh, But I would have assumed that you would be like, oh, she's terrible, these Tory voting, you <laughs> know. I
1: mean, I did think all that. No... What it was that frustrated me, as I mentioned in the PCB interview, was they said, oh, there's a, class, a clash of class here. And I was like, what, because she's ambitious and she values money. I don't think I've ever met more ambitious people than like working class people that are trying to make good. And and you can be working class and place a lot of value on money. I don't. That's why I'm doing this podcast for free. <laughs> but there are plenty of working class people out there that would love to make loads of money it's just that jonathan isn't one of them and yeah. it's got nothing to do with that he's a carpenter it's just he is happy with his life and he's got what most people envy i think which is just i'm okay with the way things are
2: yeah it's true i do see your point and i didn't i didn't think about that while we while i was watching the episode that he could have been born into money and he'd be happy just Yeah, you could. Whatever situation he is in. I've met
1: so many rich people that have no ambition. Like, why? It just frustrated me the way that it was framed.
2: Yeah, it's a fair, it's a fair point, and it's easy to take, take shots at Sophie's family, which you know. So that's why I do it. Yeah, and I,
1: (laughs) I did last night when I was watching it. I just saw the dad, and he made that comment about, "Oh, I hope she marries somebody filthy rich," and I just thought, ugh. Have we not met enough of your
2: type? Yeah, the I enjoyed in the little video sat around the dinner table. Oh, did you get that promotion they kept promising oh you? Oh my
1: God, it was so stilted.
2: But yes, yes, I did. Well done, darling. You're such a strong girl.
1: Yes. And <laughs> what did our mum call her when she came in with the wedding dress on? What a wonderful creature or divine yeah. <laughs> creature. Or I just thought, God, is that how you all talk to each other?
2: I'm curious to see where it goes because... The uh, the little preview they showed of next week of the honeymoons, he was the one who said he's got a few red flags, and I wonder if it's like she's too ambitious for him. Yeah, you know he knows that their lifestyle's just going to be totally, totally different. Yeah, he had to explain to her where Selby is. Where, you know it's just a little market town in Yorkshire, where she's in central Manchester, and all this. Just are they? Are their values going to be compatible?
1: I don't think so. I think that's where we're headed is that they're not going to be compatible.
2: Yeah. I think that's I think that's a fair fair assumption. Another thing that came up in the PCB interview was he said that the introduction of these new couples causes some massive explosions amongst the group like something that's never been seen before and that he almost left the program because of it.
1: What is it going to be? What is it?
2: Do you think I've, I'm going to have a guess. Go. I think that it's they do some partner swapping. <gasps> I think that w- somebody from the new couples ends up with somebody else from the existing couples.
1: Oh my god! Who is it?
2: My guess, because I thought about, I've been thinking about this.
1: When it? Uh, when you went to the toilet?
2: When? <laughs> when? When you've been speaking? <laughs> 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 I reckon. And no offence to anyone, you know, I'm just saying who I think goes with who, who might go with who. I reckon Sophie's going to end up with George.
1: What? (laughs) That massive age gap? She's 26?
2: Yeah, but what about the age? I would say, isn't there a big age gap between her parents?
1: Nah, Mum can just afford Botox and facials. (laughs) I...
2: Alright, okay. Because
1: I I was going to say, could it be april and matt april and matt yeah why not
2: what's going on with his hair <laughs>
1: <laughs> he's had a special style done at
2: his barbers it's like cornrows but not quite cornrows i don't really know i I'm thought not it cool. was
1: cornrows
2: but they're not like they're Are not
1: like ty- cornrows i think
2: so okay They're not quite tight as cornrows that I picture, but this is it. I'm not cool. I don't know.
1: It reminds me of the surface of a bouncy castle. (laughs) (laughs) Just a children's party reference there for the
2: parents. I think we've gone a bit delirious.
1: When can we eat again?
2: Do you like face tattoos? No. Not for you?
1: No, because I just see regret. I just think of their future regret because when tattoos go that faded green and they're on saggy skin, when you see like a man around the pool on holidays and he's sort of in his 70s but he had a tattoo done in his 20s, I just think the regret regret he must feel.
2: Yeah, but I guess it's it's something I'd never do. I don't think it'd suit me, but...
1: (laughs) You are literally the opposite end of the <laughs> spectrum to somebody who would have a face tattoo.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I don't I don't even know. Do if... you
1: like an inked woman, as Matt kept calling them?
2: I don't have a, a massive objection, but it does depend on the quality of the tattoo. I did a poll on Twitter. Most people said that they weren't attracted to people with face tattoos. The next biggest option was it depends on the tattoo. Yeah. Which I think is fair, it does depend on the quality and what it...
1: And we're missing the point, which is it depends on the attractiveness of the person.
2: Absolutely.
1: Like, when we used to have a band, I used to wear a lot of pin-up style clothes, like 1950s stuff, alternative um, dresses, and I did think about getting a tattoo, because that goes with that look. Mm -hmm. But then I just thought, I'll not be able to pull that off in a few years' time. Not for you? No. And the pain?
2: Yeah, yeah, I guess it would hurt depending where you got it. But you're right, it's that thing of, if you're good looking, you can make anything look good. Yeah. Whereas, we have to dress down. The time.
1: Yeah, we cannot pull our face tattoos, is what we're saying.
2: Okay, well, that's us for this week. Looking forward to, to next week. We hope you all enjoyed the PCB interview, and we should have some more stuff coming down the down the line.
1: I'm getting very nervous, because I've got a feeling I know what line you're going to finish on here. <laughs>
2: Yeah, if you enjoy the podcast, please follow us at Maths Hysteria. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. But until next week, I've been Omar Abid.
1: I've been Kelly Rickard.
2: Better get used to the taste of fish.